And here we go. Good Perfect. morning, everybody. And we are live. Uh, good morning, everybody. It's Ken Stearns. I am the host of the JAR Foundation podcast, where we talk about all things mental health related. I'm also the creator and the host of the JAR podcast, uh, which is just kind of a, a, a informal sit down and we chat about questions in the JAR. I've got 444 questions about life uh, packed into this jar, and I'm traveling around the country meeting people. And that kind of led me to this mental health awareness, really, that I didn't, I didn't know uh, the state of mental health across the states. And so many of my guests have overcome and gone through, gone down these roads of real tough mental health um, issues. And, you know, it surprised me. And so I kind of got this idea together to bring people in um, really, the idea is to start a, a foundation, a nonprofit to help with mental health, to see what I can do in my little corner of the world. Um, and, and also then the idea was to build something. I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a professional, I'm not in the industry. So I'm finding people like Bill Dean that have been around, been in the industry, been doing this grinding for years <clears throat> to come on and share their story uh, with, for, with me so I can learn quite a bit. And then also I think for the audience, if you're in the mental health space, you can see what's going on from other professionals um, like like Bill. Welcome to the show, Bill. Thanks for coming on. We got 30 minutes. Let's get going. Who are you? What are you doing in this space? Uh, what do you hope to accomplish and all that good stuff? And we'll just throw a little bit in there, personal stuff, and then we'll and then we'll kind of we'll chit chat. Yeah, no, it's great meeting you, Ken, and uh, it's exciting. Even our a couple of minutes of uh, intro here. Uh, I can definitely feel the the juice and the energy yeah. uh, that that will be able to kind of roll out. So, um, you know, Bill Dean is my name, as it says right there. I've been in the industry <laughs> since 1995. Um, you know, getting out of college and and just trying to find a job that would you know help pay some bills and mm -hmm. and uh, start figuring out what I was going to do back then. Uh, so my first career was really all around child welfare, juvenile justice. Um, just really working in different settings uh, that were more uh, congregate care based. Um, okay. So, uh, but during that, you know, having some amazing mentors early on, um, then beginning to just naturally get involved in the industry at that point um, allowed me to professionally start develop and, and grow. And, right. and from there really started opening different doors and for me just opening my eyes to the vast world of, of true um, you know mental health diagnoses uh, progress from you know access for the most vulnerable um, whether that be from the socioeconomics aspect of okay. it or just some of the uh, learned behaviors uh, in the environments that these individuals uh, had learned and were brought up in um, and then at the end of you know that first 20 plus year career, um, I started figuring out, you know, what else can I do? And, and once yeah. I got out of that hamster wheel, cause it really yes. was a hamster it, wheel, right? You're just, it, you're absolutely running every day. yeah. Running every day for, for it, within a business for someone else. Um, it started really opening my eyes to how much more was out there and for me to get, be able to get involved in. And so again, fortunately, uh, was able to, um, connect with, uh, you know, Morgan Coth out of Ohio and, and Accentus Health and take a look at some different culture development and, and programs that for me at that time was figuring out how do you take everything you've been doing for yep. two decades? 
how do you connect it to your passion, which for me and our family is athletics and, and specifically, you know, for me personally, football, some great coaches in high school and, and it's college. Great. It's a know, great that, sport for it too. Yeah. That kept me accountable. And I was fortunate to get through pretty healthy uh, through college, but how do we, how do you connect the two? And, yeah. and really where I'm sitting at today is, is still working in the industry, um, kind of, you know, getting in some different lanes, but also yeah. understanding that even two decades later, our biggest challenge out there is access, access for our most vulnerable, uh, appropriate and realistic access for student mm. athletes, for employees of organizations, that access doesn't always have to be about being on somebody's calendar or being on a wait list for a professional to see you. Um, access can also include, you know, in-hand technology-based resources, we do live in the 21st century now, that can promote and support individuals' growth. Like, how can you become a better individual? How can you support yourself a little bit to help mm -hmm. you through each day? And then when you do reach that moment where you may need that, that higher level of care or support, we've, we, we make sure those resources are around mm -hmm. you or in front of you, you know, so that, that you can access them. And you don't have to wait for two months to have access. You can figure out how to access it, you know, quickly. Cause when people That's are not access, right? Here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you got it, like we talked about, you know, if you're having a heart attack, you know, like we, you, you gave the great analogy earlier about being, you know, a heart patient, right? If you're somebody yeah. under, under care, like, you know, you've had a heart attack and you're in, you know, you've had the treatment and now you're in kind of care, mm -hmm. you're in that, you know, kind of maintenance mode and somebody who's having a heart attack, it seems right now that we on the on the men, medical side, if you have a heart attack, you get treatment. You go to a hospital mm -hmm. and they put you in a gurney and you get like yeah. ASAP. But if you're having a mental health crisis, you literally could be told you could like, you know, you can see somebody in two months. Mm -hmm. I, I think not only literally, Bananas. that's the norm. Like, I think that it's just crazy. Yeah, it's it's kind of the norm. Such a great analogy you, when you gave that to me earlier. It really kind of hit home. Tell me what was it like? Take me back. I mean, you're 22 years old. You graduate from college. Mm -hmm. And you're in a – I mean, this is something most people would never see, which is you're in a treatment facility. You're seeing people at their worst moment of a human. Mm -hmm. And you're a kid. Yeah. You know, what was that like? Did that, that scare you the fook out of this business? <laughs> Uh, actually it's what kept me in. I mean, yes, it was very, uh, it was very, uh, eye-opening and yeah, I, mean, I would say in your face reality, but I mean, I went right. to, school, I went to school to be, you know, criminal justice major, um, <laughs> you know, to, to become being law enforcement. And, yeah, yeah. but once I started working and seeing that, yes, the most vulnerable, but once they were able to you're able to make the connections on support and help and things yes. of that nature. That's really what kind of, and again, having some great professional level mentors to really allow me to start seeing the okay. forest through the trees. Um, but yeah, it, it is. It's as a 22, 23, I think I was 23 when I was done. I, I went an extra semester. I need a little more time to finish uh, all my credits, but um, yeah. it was eye opening. And you do realize very quickly um outside of the diagnoses and the reasons individuals are in treatment centers for help, there's such a high level, high need for just compassion and relationship development that is every bit as beneficial to an mm -hmm. individual 
as laying on a couch and talking about all your trauma. You know, there, there's a, a strong balance of both that helps an individual progress through their treatment. So, yeah, that was very, you know, scary, not so much scary, but very eye opening and, yeah, yeah. and in your face reality, like, oh, this is a real job because you're not making, <laughs> you know, you, I wasn't making widgets or anything. It was actually interacting with other humans to help them move through life safely. So, yeah, that's just, I, I, I just, when you were describing that, I was like, well, how could you, you know, and I get it. You're either going to be run away from that or you mm -hmm. will be attracted to the human connection empower seeing somebody get better yeah right come out of the facility in a, in a way better way different place than when they came in maybe mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what you're doing now you talked you've got you know this education part which you and i kind of are, are bonding on you know the belief in the education part and the tools you've got you're developing some apps and some other stuff what do you what's your now that you put it all together you're on this new road What's happening? Yeah. What are you thinking? Yeah, so really, there's two things I'm doing now, um, and I'll get into the one you just brought up. But I'm I'm still in the industry, so yes. I, I'm the executive director for Unity Point Health Ireland Ball Community Mental Health Center here in Central Iowa. Okay. Uh, so I spend obviously majority of my time working uh, with that organization and with my team. And, and what are they doing uh, there? What's what what does this facility do? We, well, this is open access for all community mental health okay. needs. So we have okay. walk-in walk -in clinics. We have um, in-community services. So uh, okay. IHH, you know, um, whole health programs. Mm -hmm. We also offer individualized, you know, one-to-one -one mental health care. Okay. Uh, but then we also, you know, on the flip side. So underneath, and it's a very, very, uh, a lot of a lot of tentacles coming down yeah, from the yeah. umbrella. but. Ultimately, it's it's supporting our most vulnerable in central Iowa, okay. um, Medicaid and, and different levels of, of clients and patients um, and other community members that need our service. So okay. um, still very passionate about that. The yep. other side of it from Accentus Health, Wellness U, Educator Wellness and our STAR platform. So really, <clears throat> in working with Morgan, uh, who's the CEO of Accentus Health, um, I, I took on about a year and a half, two years ago, really onboarding operations for uh, organizations. Uh, but in partnering with Dr. Yeager out of Ohio State University, created a trauma-informed care uh, wellness uh, resource that was app-based. And um, really the kind of the initial carve out of it was to support first responders, law enforcement, and medical uh, professionals at the height of COVID. Um, so okay. when okay. anxiety, stressors, you name it, <laughs> were, at, were at their highest, Accentus yeah. um, Health was partnering with large organizations to support their employees. When Morgan and I met, we kind of talking about student athletes. He, he has a very strong passion for athletics and has a history, uh, you know, playing in college. Uh, has kids that are involved in sports. So we just kind of okay. started spitballing and, and talking about the concept of supporting employees in an organization. How do we roll that to supporting student athletes, supporting coaches, supporting athletic directors? Because about that time, we started seeing more and more, you know, social media posts and more stories about student athletes committing suicide, taking their own life. Um, individual um, kind of worst case scenario stories, right? 
um, assaultive issues uh, that kind of rolled out at like Michigan State University and some other programs. So once all that came out, you start to realize, you know, we need to be looking at how can we support these student athletes and these programs with more access uh, to resources that can help them. And, you know, Morgan, he's, he's the, he's the uh, brainchild behind all the, you know, intricacy, uh, you know, parts of the app, the resources, the, you know, how it flows, how your assessment. Um, And so, you know, developing that. So it's student athlete specific was very important. But then also on the back end of it was the ability to do, deliver um, anonymous um, student athlete culture reports to leaders at organizations. So not only oh, can you, not only are you, yeah. So not only are you helping you as an individual, but based on your feedback to assessment questions uh, and the different stages that we have within the app then we will pull a report and give it to the athletic director, trainers, strength and conditioning coaches, you name it, whoever's at your, your stakeholder group team. And then you can start to identify what are our student athletes struggling with? Are there wow. any opportunities around safety, things of that nature? And from there you can better strategize yeah, um, yeah. How, how you support your student athletes. So it really is. It's mental health. It's a wellness app. It promotes performance and stability for the individual, but it also equips. You, you mentioned earlier when we were talking education and knowledge. It equips the leaders with the education and knowledge of what's really going on behind the scenes on their campus, uh, and then it can help them, you know, better move things forward. So, oh yeah, that's, why, that- that's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, that, that's crazy good. I- I just immediately think of how good would that be to know that, you know, is my team, where is my team relative to other teams, other football teams around the country? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you and I both know your locker room changes every year. Like some of the schools we work with, you know, they have real strong culture reports, but then the following season, they take a dip in some areas. Well, then it allows the coach to look at or the leaders to look at, did you have a lot of a high graduation of some yeah. really good kids? Did you yeah. bring in some transfers or some new players yes, that absolutely. maybe aren't on board quite yet, or maybe have a different idea of why they're playing sports and it doesn't deliver hand wrap the answers to the staff and the leaders, but it definitely says, Hey, there's an itch here. We better start scratching it before it becomes a problem. And uh, so it allows them to do year over year comparisons you know, where you're strong, you can build on so you can become even stronger in those areas. And where it's low or there's opportunities, you can much more, you know, rapidly yeah, you know, you gotta... zero in on it and try to impact it to move the needle the other way. So, well, there must, I mean, you imagine the correlation between mental health and, and whatever, you know, a summation of that would be many things, but the a mental health of a team. Yeah. Uh, would be probably a, a lot of things in there, right? The locker room conversations oh. and you know, per, the, the, the sum of the individuals mm-hmm. plus the group level plus a lot. I would think it's a leading indicator. Like if you have a high 90s kind of a health quotient, whatever that would be, you probably have a winning team. And yeah, you know, I don't know which one comes first. This would be a great study to do over time. 
It is. And, and we do see that like one of the universities we partner with, um, I mean, they're really good in all their sports. And, and so most of their athletic teams are pretty high. Yeah. Uh, but most of their athletic teams are competing for conference championships, yes. national championships, playoff qualifiers. Yeah. So I don't think it's coincidental that when the higher <laughs> you are, um, definitely not. No. But the other part too is um, even and the culture reports are great. But it's also designed in a way that does not zap um, the coaches or athletic directors. It doesn't create more workload or take away more time from them, right? Because times you can only have so many hours in a day, right? I think that number is 24. And so the more stuff that coaches and people take on, you know, something always got to give. So we try to deliver the full package so they can really, you know, dissect it and move it forward quickly. Uh, But then the other part is, every student athlete has that app and they're building their own regimen. And even when they graduate, they keep it so they can use it in relationship development with their spouse or, you know, their partners, they can use it in career development. Uh, They can use it in developing, you know, as they have start their own family and raising their own children or whatever their story is going to be, what they develop through high school and college in this program, they keep forever. Uh, which again goes back to our first, you know, kind of buzzword or key part is access. How do you always have access to help? So yeah, you know, like you said, the the heart attack is a great example. Yeah, I yeah. I I chatted with the gentleman um, yesterday, the day before, uh, Howie Howie Gerver. I'm taking my little my little notes. Um, otherwise, you know, I'm old. Uh, and then I'll also I'll be interviewing a lot of people in a short period of time. Yeah, I got mine too, so we're matched. Oh, matched. oh, this is oh, this is the craziest thing. You got absolutely the same. Yep. <laughs> you bet. I, I love that. Great minds. Um, the, he's developed this app. He lost his son to suicide, and you know, and he's a data guy, and so he poured his you know he pours his grief and his and his hope you know, to change into this, uh, into this data app. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a, 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 it's like a Google search, okay. but it's totally dedicated to all things, mental health. Mm. Uh, and it's frictionless. So there's no payment. There's no, you know, you don't have to put your name in. You don't have to, you get totally anonymous. Perfect. But anyway, I think it's a, an interesting, if you're going through something, you're like, you know, and, and the weird part is it's like, you can be Hispanic, gay football player, in Chile, mm-hmm. and you can find a podcast about a gay football who's been a guy in Chile. Oh wow! Yeah, so he's got this very specific. It's it's an app. The search the search parameters allow you to be very specific to yourself, mm-hmm. so you don't have to be a black inner city kid high schooler listening to a a fifty five year old white guy talk about mental health. Makes you can sense. hear you can hear a guy from Atlanta who's you know who's black who's your age. Yeah, on a on a podcast talking about it. Um, it was a very interesting guy. And I, and I think that his app or his tool, it's not an app yet. I think it's just a website, but I think it, mm-hmm. it belongs somewhere. It's part, it's a piece. It's a piece to another solution somewhere. And he just has yeah, a, well, they goes found, to that continuum, right? That, yeah. I, <clears throat> I will find his home. Like he needs a home. His, his work needs a home. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually I'll find it. Awesome. This is a really, um, I love this idea that you can take it with you that it's part of your mental health journey uh, and that you can build on that. I don't even think there's anything related, you know, health wise, there's no real place that you can actually 
accumulate your medical history as well, right? I don't think there is anything anything like this where you can do this on a on a men- like on a health app. Yeah, I mean, my guess is there may be something out there. I mean, you know, yeah. there there's some fitness apps and weight loss apps and things like that where you get into the the mindfulness part of your journey from a physical mm-hmm. transformation. There's there's plenty of the rah rah right, wake up early you know, knock out the world and, and that's <laughs> yeah. for some people, but not everybody. So my guess is there's probably something very, you know, similar within the physical health world. But again, um, I think it, it's just more accepting to do those things and talk about those things from a physical health perspective. Yeah. Right? Like, wow, Ken, you look great. What have you been doing? Oh, I got this awesome app and I'm taking control of my life. Like that's a normal conversation. Yes. If if you looked at me and said, hey, Bill, you seem like you're in much better spirits lately. We're getting there, but we're a long ways from me going, you know what? I was struggling from a mental health perspective. I've got this app that gives me daily nudges, daily affirmations that it's is helping, connected yeah. to my company and they take culture reports and that where I work, I, I love where I work even more now. And, you know, that those conversations, like I said, although they're starting to pick up a little momentum, it's way different than the physical health conversation. And that's what we continue to try and, and yeah. knock down with our program. So what do you any I mean, you're around youth. What have you I, I think the perception would be that mental health is is a crisis. It's gotten a lot worse. Is it what are you seeing with the youth is and then and then maybe wrapped around that, maybe address this conversation are young people more open to talking about where they're at mentally or, or is it more macho than ever? Um, I mean, I, I, I don't want to be that person that always blames the adults for everything, but as adults, we're really good. <laughs> at, we're really good at screwing most things up for kids. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, I agree. So I can only speak for my world and the schools that we work yeah, with. Yeah, absolutely. And where people have accepted wellness as a normalized conversation, where they carve out enough meaningful time each day, each week. And when I say meaningful time, it could be as little as 180 seconds, right? Three yeah. minutes to talk about things. I think some of that, you know, that machoism, that vulnerability, Uh, or that fear of being vulnerable, that dissipates very quickly because kids look at adults as they increase their trust level in being themselves, knowing how the information they deliver is being received at a very empathetic level. Yes, yes. Um, I think it's, you know, um, you can accomplish anything. And and we do, like at at our high school where where I'm a a coach, uh, once a week in season – we spend three minutes, a whole 180 seconds, you know, <laughs> a week um, talking about just some some cool things. And a lot of it is I don't talk because, again, as an adult, I will ruin most things if I talk too much. Um, but the kids, as they start yes. sharing things, then when we leave meetings, all of a sudden you hear in, a, in the hallway, you know, if you and I are teammates, I look at you and go, hey, Ken. Um, what was that you were looking at again today? Because I'm struggling with that. I need help. The minute we can get our student athletes or in a company, your employees, yes. to start problem solving at a healthy 
peer to peer level level yeah then we'll really start to see progress in that and for me that's where i think that machoism that that uh, stigma starts to break down when kids make it okay with each other um young student athletes make it okay with each other to talk about it uh it it, it definitely i don't want to say disappears because there's always an element of fear and vulnerability around anything uh but uh, you definitely start to see that positive impact. So we are seeing where we are present. We are seeing that kind of dissipate, you know, and, and decline a little bit or quite a bit. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. I mean, it, it just makes sense where you're if you're present on a topic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, insurance business, we used to have a there was a funny thing. If what gets measured gets done. Yes, I, and I love that. <laughs> it, it's such a great it, it's such a great antidote. Uh, and if you are measuring it and you're tracking it and you're, which means you're putting effort in on it, right? If you're measuring yeah. it, it's something you're putting effort in. So eventually you fix it. I mean, not fix it, but you get, you get some improvement and you're tracking yeah. Move it. The needle. You're yeah. moving the needle. Mm-hmm. You're moving the needle. I, you know, I think that's probably the best place we can spend our efforts right now is uh, the two places. One is schools, kids. I think, you know, kids are, you know, we, that's the place to give people, the skills and they're, they're hungry for knowledge or good learners are yeah. still open. Um, but finding adults like you that get it, uh, you know, is probably also kind of hard. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of great work being done. Um, there is. You know, this is the fun part. I think the work part, you talked about the work part and, you know, being a, you know, a, a work person, a cult, uh, culturally immersed in corporate world for many years. Um, I like the idea around the work part too. I mean, mm-hmm. mass, the same, those same data, the data that you're talking about, about the, the mental health of, of the organization, and it becomes an organism. It's a living, yeah. breathing organism, right? These schools, yeah. um, <clears throat> same like a corporation. It would be, for me, this was data we would have killed for. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the health and thinking of the company, because you're, you're so many HR programs around teamwork and, you know, bridging the gap between departments and, you know, all this, this, you know, this kind of infighting that happens, it's goofy as hell, right? <laughs> but it's a real thing. But imagine yeah. if you could start to see cooperation between departments and people and breaking down barriers through the common knowledge of all of us are pretty vulnerable in the mental health space. I mean, what a great thing to rally around. Yeah, and, and think about it, Ken. I mean, we develop our HR and our EAP, our employee assistance programs, which, you know, yeah. does not promote easy access either. Like, no. if I'm in a company and I'm struggling with whatever, you know, yes. insert the example, I still have to go to an HR person, say, I need help. Then they give you your EAP pamphlet and say, call here, and it's anonymous, which great it is. Then I got to go back and I got to make a phone call, you know, and then I start that whole process. Like, again, we have made access extremely difficult, but we can check the box to say what we have an EAP program and we care about you, Ken, as an employee. I got your back. (laughs) Yeah, so it is. And it's the same thing that was really driving us with student athletes. You know, kids aren't going to go for the most part. They're not going to walk into a mm, campus wellness no. center and say, I need help. No, it's never happened. out about that. Yeah. If coach finds out about that, I might lose playing time. I might lose scholarship money. You know, there are things and most people would say, oh, no, that never happens. 
we've had enough individuals, you know, hearing I, it from the horse's mouth that have said that 100% does happen. So I, yeah. you know, I think access at the employee uh, corporate organizational level is every bit is challenging and should be a focus for us as it is at the, you know, uh, student athlete collegiate uh, high school yeah. level also. So, so. I, you know, and, and I think I saw somewhere that the, the amount of money you spend as a corporation on mental health is like a four mm -hmm. to one payback yeah. because of time off illness, uh, lack of focus at work, uh, interconflict with, with people around them. And so, you know, boy, I, I think on this, the collegiate side, the, the student side, difficult to make the financials work. You know, mm -hmm. it's you do it for the right reasons. And I think the sports part has an angle because of performance and and early war early indicators and coaches will get it harder to see the board or, or a principal getting their head around it. But definitely yeah. a CEO. So I mean, so if, if we're, you know, from, from us looking a place to drive a change, it seems like the businesses could be a real leader because mm -hmm. it's a financial driver. They are. There, there's a couple of schools we work with, though. It's it's same, right? At a college, though, maybe the CEO is the president of the university. Yeah. Yes. But if they, if they lose 10 student athletes a year to transferring for whatever reason, do the math. If, it, you're, if, if it's a $40,000 a year university, you just lost almost half a million dollars in revenue. We call it tuition at the university level. So if they can lower and impact transfer numbers, yeah. uh, they can increase freshman orientation numbers. Uh, we've got yes. NIL now, we've got all kinds of things going on. They are challenging numbers to measure, but to your point, they are identical. If you can create a yeah. stronger, healthier, happier, more positive culture, it's going to help the business. Um, uh and you know, at the end of the day, it's going to help. It, so. so direct, there's a direct core, especially as yeah. I think it's great. Your your point about the CEO being the the president, and that's a great financial incentive right there. Mm -hmm. That's a great financial incentive. You said even the freshman drop off rate, right? If you could have an impact of ten percent, yeah, know, wow, that's a real money. When it you, is when you it, add it, up the because those both. are three, you know, that's forty thousand times three years you've yeah. lost. Yeah, and the big schools, you know, the big schools, the power fives of the world, you know, they, they have their own business models. But when you start really getting into your smaller schools, you know, your four-year mm -hmm. division three, division two, NAIA and, and community colleges, um, revenue is connected to the, the health and, and survival of these schools is really connected to enrollment and anything you can do to drive enrollment while creating a healthy culture, it's it's the same as how do we become the preferred provider to go get a job at yes. where people are happy, and then that does what? That drives the profits of that business. So there are 110 reasons, you know, every day of the week and twice on Sunday as to why this really does matter at those two levels. So imagine as a parent when you were at the campus and they said, you know, hey, all these good reasons to go to our school. Plus, you know, there's one more thing, which is we have the happiest campus in the country. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'd be a pretty like, that's like, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as a parent, like I, I don't, as a parent, right. Yeah. But like, I don't know if, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Stearns 
I don't know what type of issues you've dealt with with your son or daughter. So when you hear, we not only check a box that says we care about your mental health yeah. and wellness, but we actually put in front of you and show you how it yeah, works. We're, yeah, we're measuring. When you leave campus, and we've seen this roll out because we've heard about it. When you leave campus, the family looks and goes, that's our place. Yeah, They don't even know what we're dealing with. And they put a resource in front of us that we absolutely need. Yeah. Now, we're measuring now that becomes a, a game changer. Yeah, we, we got the tools. We're measuring it. We care about yep. it. 100%. So it's exciting. Very exciting. Um, great. Con- I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I leave all these conversations just kind of a little bit more pumped up and more excited. I'm doing the I'm in the right place. Yeah. I feel like I'm at a, it kind of sneaking in at the right time, <laughs> meeting so many great people doing positive things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a great chat. It's given me some really good, clear ideas um, on the reasons why uh, yeah. we need to get on the education and the value and how to articulate that to people. Bill, any closing thoughts, any you know, advice for me as a, you know, kind of a new foundation kid or any thoughts, other coaches, closing advice for coaches or administers, especially around your what you've got with the app? Yeah, I mean, I you know, I won't get overly pitchy or pitch too pitchy at all. Yeah, but I mean, right. I think the, the the big piece is you have to really put a true and clear mirror in front of your your organization, and hmm. you have to be able to ask yourself if I if 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 I say, do we offer these programs? Um, and you check the boxes. Are you checking it because it feels good and you're just built for short term success? Or are you really willing to look at it and go, we offer some things, but we could be better. And I want to be better long-term, not just in the next quarter or the next fiscal year or the next season. Um, So really, you know, put that mirror up. And if you don't um, have full access uh, for your student athletes, 24-7, 365, when you're not there for all of your students, or if you're an organization, all of your employees, then there's a lot of cool things out there, um, tons of cool things out there. So we would say we're the coolest and we're the best, um, <laughs> like any any good salesman, right? But uh, I would just say check us out. You know, visit and, us. And where do they? Yeah, where do they find you? Yeah, they can find yeah. us at Accentus A C C E N T U S Health H E A L T H dot com. Uh, they can just put in Wellness U um, to any LinkedIn or Twitter and, and find us. You can email me directly at bill at accentushealth.com. Okay. Um, but we would love to talk with you, show you example reports of the schools and organizations that we work with. Um, and then just, you know, you can chew on it and, and go from there. But the biggest thing is if your employees or your student athletes or students don't have a legitimate way to yeah. daily have access without them having to Google YouTube and try anything that pops up, but something that's shared language within your organization, uh, you, you should really look at that because I think that's what we need. We need that daily access or the ability to have that access. Yeah, I think you need the ability. <clears throat> great articulation, so. great uh, great story. And once again, the Accentus, A-C-C-E-N-T-U-S. Yep, AccentusHealth.com. That's great. So go find, you know, go learn a little bit more about that. I'm a huge fan of data. I'm a huge fan of data driving decisions. What gets measured gets done. And, and I think, you know, if you are focusing on that and you are measuring it and holding people accountable for the results, that that number should be improving. Uh, hope, yeah. 
Yeah. Or, it, you know, I think at least in the beginning of rolling it out, you're going to find out what your baseline is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's good to know where your baseline is and, and get that information. And then you can find out how to how to improve it. If, if nothing else, get involved just to find out where you're at. Yeah. And, and to see what your baseline is and then make a choice about, you know, how much you want to invest in going Absolutely. forward. Yeah. Bill, thanks again so much. Great, great conversation. I learned a ton. I really appreciate your time and definitely what you're doing. I love this. uh, The the jar, number one, you got a cool logo. It really is, right? It's it's the jar. It's cool. Um, Hopefully you got some swag out there. We can get some. I I have a real jar. Oh, there you go. I got a real jar for the the other other show. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, I I'm just following the path. Right now, mm-hmm. I'm just following, you know, what uh, I'm following the trail. I got yeah. a little breadcrumbs on this. I, I got some breadcrumb trail I'm following <laughs> on this mental health thing. Yeah. And um, like I said, just crazy idea. I just had this idea to do this podcast kind of, you know, thunderstruck. Um, and I'm so glad I just I just launched right into it. I didn't think honestly, I didn't think too much about it. I just did it. Yeah. Um, Sometimes that's the best way, right? Just go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'll, fig- yeah. I'll figure it out later. Yeah. I'll figure it out yeah. later. Hey, man, have an awesome Saturday. You also. I mean, Sunday, an awesome Sunday. And yeah. uh, and I'll talk to you again soon, Bill. You bet. Okay. Let's connect again and have a great day. Yeah, I'll see you, I'll see you in the backstage real quick here. Perfect. Bye, everybody.